Did you know the average number of people who apply for any given job is 118? Only 20% of those applicants get interviewed because many companies use software to screen out applicants before anyone ever sees your resume. Simply uploading your resume won't get you a job. To get you hired, you need an advocate. Express Employment Professionals is the local resource to help you land a new job. Express has more than 18,000 jobs available weekly. And when you interview at Express, we'll check out your skills and connect you with available jobs. Express has jobs in manufacturing, accounting, customer service, sales, distribution, and information technology. Tired of applying online and never hearing back? Visit your locally owned Express office today to speak with professionals connected to the available jobs in your area. Express never charges a job seeker to find employment. Visit ExpressBros.com today to find the nearest location. Apply online at ExpressBros.com or visit an office near you today. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Now, in terms of President Trump now at this point, give me your report card on him. His approval rating is at an all-time low. It spiked for a little bit during the Korean situation. It's gone back down again. Uh, because of, I think, this weekend episode, this tragedy in, in Virginia. But give me your report card on him. I mean, is is he okay, well, as bad as the media portrays him to be? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I have a list of his accomplishments that uh, is like uh, like 10 pages long in my book. I list, uh, uh, list dozens of right. Right. And what he's done is basically deregulate much of the American economy. And he's repealed all kinds of regulations over the Internet, over climate change, over power plants, over uh, police conduct, over a whole lot of stuff. And the result has been a liberation of entrepreneurial energy in the United States. Uh, if a businessman is about to set up a, a small business, he knows that he'll have a friend in the White House who's clearing away regulations rather than imposing them. Uh, his goal was to wipe out two regs for each one he created. In fact, he's wiped out 16 for each one he created. And while that hasn't involved legislative action, although some of it has, there's a statute where Congress can repeal legislation, and it's done that a great frequently this year, never before. Uh, he's been very successful, and the economy is liberated. There's a, there's a drive and an energy there. You know, there are 6.3 million job vacancies in the United States right now. That's right. And That's right. Um, Can't and, fill them. What? Fill they them, they right? can't fill them. Yeah. I know, exactly. In fact, one of the things I'm worried about in the long term, George, is whether Obama has taught America not to work <laughs> and increased entitlements to a point where they don't have to. And he's, I know so many friends who've stopped working um, you know, they're in their sixties and whatever, and they're able to live on the entitlements, I guess. Yeah, and their their savings, but mainly entitlements. Um, so, so I think he's done very well in that regard. In foreign policy, uh, I think that he pulled off two master strokes. The media will never give him credit for it, but I've been on the inside and I know how great those were. Uh, one, the smaller one, was when Assad of Syria was going to poison gas his people, Trump said literally, fire, the whole earth is going to descend on you if you do that. And he said, backed off, and the raids were canceled. And just last week, when North Korea was threatening Guam, he basically said, I'll turn you into a parking lot. 
And while any American president would have stood up and said, we will retaliate massively if you Mm -hmm. do this, only Donald Trump would say it in a way that Kim Jong-un couldn't misunderstand. Right. uh, Where he talks his language, literally. By the way, I'm tickled to death that this guy has gout. Uh, you, get gout <laughs> you, you heard that story. <laughs> His country is starving to death, and he's got gout. That's yeah. terrific. Uh, and, uh, and I think he was, deserves a lot of credit for that. Now, on Obamacare, it, it's very unfortunate that he couldn't get that passed. And he couldn't get it passed because John McCain, who is one of the plotters in this coup, uh, basically uh, told him to go fly a kite. Now, Cain has reason, McCain has reason to dislike Trump because of Trump's outrageous comments disparaging his military record. Right. Uh, right. But still, uh, when, when he voted on Obamacare, he went thumbs down. Uh, what he should have done is raised another finger to, <laughs> to indicate what he was really yeah, doing. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine, Dick, who just supports everything that Donald Trump does. And, and I, I said, look, I'm a guy in the media. I've been in the media since I was 19 years old. If I were, if I were one of his aides, I'd just tell him, you got to stop this. you got to slow down here. You can't just keep talking off the cuff. And his remark was to me, my buddy said, but then that's not Donald Trump. Yeah. He's, yeah well, we've, we're so used to soundbite politicians who are programmed that he's a refreshing change. And that's why he could have beaten Hillary and nobody else could have because he represented such a refreshing authenticity, and uh, he's not about to lose that. My only concern right now, other than his being thrown nail out, is that um, he's losing all of his allies uh, instead of flipping. Yeah, all there, these corporate got, guys have left him uh, today on, uh, on, on those committees. And and he's got McMaster there as his foreign policy guy, and he's firing everybody who is loyal to Trump. There's a guy named Higgins who wrote a memo saying that McMaster was not following Trump's policies, and he got fired. Jeez. Like it was the Obama White House. Is, is Bannon next? Well, I'm afraid he might be, and Bannon is sort of the spiritual center of the Trump presidency. He took Donald's instincts and translated them into a coherent policy. And uh, I think that I told Steve himself that do you remember the guy, it was um, Burundi Bundi, who was Muhammad Ali's chief guy? Yeah. The one who said, float like a butterfly, that's sting right. like a bee. Sting like a bee. Well, that's what Bannon is to Trump. <laughs> you know, he's the guy who sort of keeps the grail and reminds Donald Trump of who he is. Well, I have never seen in, in all my experience with presidential elections and, and uh, administrations more apparent chaos internally. Now, is that just my impression, Dick, yeah, or is it really happening? The, first of all, it's, it, it always goes on. Uh, I can't tell you how many times Stephanopoulos tried to have me fired. Uh, this is, a, uh, this is a, it's a normal concomitant. Usually it's out of view. But a lot of this is the leaking. A lot of this is to deliberately create the image of a totally dysfunctional administration. Uh, which is not true, particularly given what he's accomplished. Uh, George, do you ever watch Homeland, the TV show? Yes, once in a while I do. Okay, well, there's an episode of Homeland, which I quote in this book. It's by uh, Saul Berenson, who is the alleged, in the act plays the CIA director. And he turns to the president-elect, and he says, you're missing it right now. It's happening in front of your faces. 
We have a disinformation campaign designed to discredit the president-elect. And as of now, they have boots on the ground, like the protesters I had to wade through to get here. Does that seem familiar to any yeah, of you? It sure does. it sure does. To me, it's what we did in Nicaragua, Chile, Congo, a dozen other places, all the way back to Iran in the 50s. And it does not end well for the elected regime. You're fighting for your lives here. Don't you get that? You can't afford to stay silent. In your opinion, with your experience, your years of experience, and you've got your thumb on the pulse, are they going to impeach him? Well, that depends on what happens in the elections of 2018. Uh, If the Republicans are able to keep control of the House uh, and the Senate, but more the House, uh, I think that they can stave it off. Um, but, But I think that uh, that depends again on his popularity, and that again depends on the media and the leaking. Right. Uh, I'll tell you this: I believe that for two reasons, the polling way understates Trump's effectiveness and job rating, um, as it predicted his defeat. All of them did, and uh, it it just doesn't get it right. Yeah, I but, see. I can't believe Dick that his supporters, those people who voted him in as president would have run away from him as quickly as these polls say they have. They, they have not. You're looking at a statistical aberration here. Uh, the poll, there are seven polls that track the presidency. Only one of them, Rasmussen, gets it right. Rasmussen only polls likely voters. Everybody else polls either adults or uh, registered voters, not likely voters. Gallup, for example, today was out that he's the lowest he's ever been, and they just survey adults. Well, you take a sample of a 1,000 adults, uh, 200 of them aren't citizens uh, and aren't registered, and another 100 aren't registered. Uh, another two or 300 are registered, but they never vote. And somewhere you have 500 or 400 in that 1,000 who are actually voters, but their opinions are so diluted by everybody else. And most of the other groups are leftist because they tend to be more poorer and more downscale. The actual number is that Trump has an approval that's running between a low of 42, 41, and a high of 45 and 46. And he got 47% of the vote. So, you know, he's still 48. Uh, I think he's doing all right. And I think that, that you have to realize that the media so underestimates him so down talks him that it's easy to to not to miss his real political if, if you were advising him dick in terms of his presentation and his actions what would you be saying to him well the first big thing i tell him is appoint your own special prosecutor get some offense on the board against this guy mueller uh, i told president clinton that when ken starr was chasing him around there was, in effect, a presidential race of Clinton against Starr. Yeah. And Starr was really running for president against him. That was never Ken's intention, but it's what it was. And uh, I told him he, and he needs offense. And that's what Trump needs. He needs to go after these leaks. He needs to take the leakers and put them under oath, give them lie detector tests, call the reporters and say, you received classified information on thus and such a date from an anonymous source. Uh, We are going to prosecute you for being in possession of classified information, like Petraeus was. That's illegal. And we will put you in jail, 
not on a contempt order, but on a violation of the Espionage Act for holding classified information in your possession, which is a felony, uh, unless you give us the name of the reporter. Gosh, the you guy. know a, a reporter's not going to give up his sources, Dick? He'll, uh, they'll fight it. Yeah, facing a five-year jail term, they will. <laughs> yeah, that'll be an interesting twist. Now, some people might say, though, that they are just destroying the American way if he does something like that. Well, he's, they're destroying the American way and by, by making it impossible for the president to govern by releasing every possible form of classified information. And uh, I believe you have to fight fire with fire. And I believe the only way to fight a forest fire is to light a backfire that burns up the fuel before it can get to it. And uh, that's what I think he needs to do. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.